Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Rugby World Cup preview. Rugby World Cup on Spark Sport. Well, we're so lucky to be joined by Spark Sport commentator. He has been a champion of the women's game long before it was cool to be a champion. He's an absolutely <laughs> incredible human. Scotty Stevenson, thank you so much for joining us on the Blackfern Show. How are you feeling? How are you feeling after the last 48 hours? Um, great question, Chris. Great to see you, and congratulations on all your work through the Cup as well, buddy. Um, I feel uh, good about life, actually. It would be the best way to put it, Chris. I mean, you know, we embark on these tournaments. You've been a part of them before as well, and, um, you know, we had really high hopes that New Zealanders would engage, that people would watch, that crowds would turn up. And, you know, I just kept ticking boxes throughout this tournament, and I, I got to full-time uh, on Saturday night and overjoyed as... <laughs> 42,000 others were at Eden Park um, and finished the broadcast about quarter past 10 and I, I must admit I just came home. I was just, I was done. That mm. was <laughs> that was the last thing I had to give for this tournament and um, just enormously proud, N- not just of, of the 23 women on the field or the 32 women in the squad. Uh, I'm enormously proud that New Zealand got behind this and showed the world the true value of these kinds of tournaments for our women and, you know, I know that Regardless of all the other memories those Black Ferns take away from this event, the friendships made, the friendships strengthened, uh, they will always look back upon this, and hopefully this is true, as the watershed moment for women's rugby in the world. And they were there front and centre, and they were the headline act. And, you know, I just think that New Zealanders should applaud themselves, and especially those around Titai Tukaro and Tamaki Makoto, mm-hmm. Northland and Auckland, for just getting out there and, and giving these women what they deserve, an audience. That's it. I mean, the Black Ferns, during the week, were talking about this privilege, it being a privilege. They deserve it. They deserve this audience. They deserve this support. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, name me another team that's won five world championships that, um, you know, is having to beg for crowds to turn up. Yeah. Uh, you know, look, I, I realise where we've been. I realise that there were people who, who doubted the quality of rugby. Well, you can cross that off now. Yeah. There were people who, who said no, it'll never work, that, that women don't, don't rate in prime time. Uh, everything's been blown out of the water. All those preconceptions for me have gone. I've been to Eden Park on some of the most memorable nights in that stadium, Kirsten. I know you have too. Mm. And yeah, you know, if that night is not in your top three all-time experiences at a stadium in New Zealand, then I, I'm afraid you've got penis pluck because that was just a, a night to celebrate, to cherish, and one that will stay with me forever. What was your favourite moment of that day? Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, among my many favourite moments. Oh, tell us them all. Oh, I th- <laughs> well... No, I think, well, first and foremost, just, you know, t- turning around before kickoff and um, just seeing the stadium full. We knew that the sold-out signs had gone up, but to actually see it there and be there and look around and take it all in, um, you know, I'll remember that for a long time. You know, Christina Sue, who worked with me, I mean, she was performing the haka right by our broadcast position as the wow. women on the field were performing the haka, and that was a, such a powerful statement 
of just the togetherness of that team and how much it means to them. Um, and, you know, look, I was sitting up with the crew. I couldn't sit with the uh, with my wahine during that game. I knew I'd just be I'd be too on edge. So I wandered up and I sat with our camera crew uh, and floor manager, and you know we just went ballistic. It, it was nuts, and I was so proud of Crystal Murray and the impact she made. I was yeah. just so proud of of the way the girls just kept on playing. And you know I think for a, if you wanted one highlight out of the game taking a quick tap penalty inside your own 22 with four minutes left on the clock, that's got to be right up there with one of the craziest plays I've ever seen in my life. But, you know, there's no diagrams on a scorecard and uh, they are the champions. Before the tournament, we were so lucky to have you on to do a preview. We talked about storylines. How can we forget the storyline? It was front and centre of the paper. It was on every news broadcast last year when the Black Ferns were walloped 4-0 on the end of your tour. To turn it around in 11 months. Literally four months ago, people were writing this team off. But to turn around and win it at home, talk to us about that. Well, there's two things, uh, you know, uh, I, I know Wayne Smith will get a lot of plaudits here and so he should and that mm. entire coaching group deserves to be included in that. Um, I love the way he spoke about DNA and, you know, we've touched on it through the tournament, finding a game plan that suits our athletes. Rugby is in our DNA, both our men's DNA and our women's DNA. They know the game so well. They're athletes, out-and-out athletes. Uh, they love playing dynamic, fluid rugby and they just needed someone to believe in them that they could do that. And, you know, it's amazing how far belief can travel. And as soon as they noticed that people were championing them, that, that blokes who had never watched a game of, of women's rugby in their life were talking about the way they played, were enjoying the way they played, were telling me it was the best watch they'd ever seen. I, I know that those Wahine heard that. And yeah. it just kept on compounding. It was like interest. And so when you have that belief... And when you understand what you're trying to achieve and when someone says to you, go out there and make mistakes, but whatever you do, don't go away from what feels natural. Um, and, you know, that, that victory and so many of the wins throughout this tournament just had all the hallmarks of a team that genuinely believed yeah. they had the game plan to do the job. And, and Ruahe's comments to you in your interview with her after the match um, and subsequent to that, you know, she never thought they were going to lose that game. I mean, that's not arrogance. That is just a bone-deep belief in her team and their ability. And, you know, we want to talk about empowerment for women. We want to talk about empowerment for our women athletes. Giving them the belief in themselves is the best thing you can do. Mm. We so often have talked about legacy <coughs> on this program, the legacy of this Black Ferns jersey. We know that all of these players stand on the shoulders of the women, more than 200 of them that have gone before wearing this exact same jersey. But if we talk about a couple of players that have added significant value to this, Kendra Coxedge and Renee Whitcliffe are two that have confirmed that they are retiring. What have these two given to the game? What have you seen from them over the years? These are two players that have been at four Rugby World Cups. Yeah. Uh, relentlessness, I think, in the face of everything. Uh, Kendra Coxedge, uh, you know, herself a groundbreaker when she was named New Zealand's mm. Rugby Player of the Year. Um, you know, that broke all sorts of glass ceilings for me and, and was richly deserved at the time. I remember that season so well and I remember talking to her uh, after she won that award. Uh, you know, Renee Whitcliffe has always been there. She's very humble but incredibly determined, so strong and carries so much mana with her in that team. Um, to see them up at Britomart together yesterday, bidding farewell to a huge crowd that mm. had gathered to celebrate them uh, was, was a really poignant moment. But 
you know, I love the story of, of Rua Hay de Mont, you know, yeah. Wayne Smith, who spoke about it, said, look, she turned up at Lincoln. I didn't even know who she was. Uh, we were playing a men's academy team. Uh, she came on the field for the second quarter uh, and just chewed out every player on the field, told them exactly what she wanted to see from them and said, you know, this is what Wayne's trying to do. You guys need to get up, get on with it and do the job. And, you know, in Wayne Smith's own words, he, he went from not knowing who Rua de Mont was within the space of 10 minutes saying, She's going to be my captain. Wow. You know, what an incredible story that is. A, of vision, yeah. and B, of someone being so authentically themselves that they had the strength to get out there on the field among her peers and demand more from them. And you saw that throughout this World Cup. I thought her captaincy was incredible. It was exceptional, wasn't it? Um, and I guess one thing we need to talk about, because... We probably won't talk about it much on the program today, but it deserves to be mentioned. The Red Roses, that 30-match oh. unbeaten streak, the greatest team it's being labelled of all time, the greatest rugby side. No one's ever done it before. They were so unlucky in that final, weren't they? Um, what can you say about this Red Roses team falling at the final hurdle after three years of complete domination? Yeah, I look. I picked up the commentary after um, Ricky had given us a score in the out, and you know all I could say was they are the bravest, yeah. the bravest of teams. Uh, I couldn't believe uh, that they were in that game, reduced to fourteen uh, after what seventeen minutes cursed. Uh, you know, Unbelievable, and in fact, isn't it? probably yep. And in, in their heart of hearts, they would have woken up the next morning. Oh, that was our game. We should have won that. Still, we should have won that with fourteen players on the park. It would have been an incredible victory for them. And, and like you, I, I've, I've seen so much footy cursed and it's really hard to roll, roll something emotionally when you're invested in it. Um, but with the objective hat on, as sometimes you have to grab in those moments, you, all I could do was feel for them. And the, and the yeah. shot of, of Abby Ward hunched over, uh, I think throwing up in agony, um, that, that will haunt me, that shot. And, yeah. and I know that you know they have done so much to grow the game, to give the women's game the credibility it richly deserves. Uh, and to put 30 straight wins together into four at that hurdle, the final hurdle, I, I cannot imagine the internal pain that the team has gone through. I, I spoke with, uh, with a great friend of mine, Rob Jones, um, who coached Sarah Hidden and Amy Cocaine and Georgia Ponsonby at Fielding High, among many others. And he said he spoke to Amy after the game, asked how she was. She goes, I'm not sad, I'm just angry. And, you know, I know so many of those women will carry that anger with them. I hope they are enormously proud of what they've achieved, but I know that that will do nothing to dull the pain of losing that final, which I think in their heart of hearts they know was theirs for the taking. It's unbelievably tough, isn't it? You see the pure pure joy on the faces of the Black Ferns and then on the other side of it, how can you not feel for the English? No matter who you are, you had to feel for them in that moment. It was absolutely awful. But that is sport and there can only be one winner on the day and that has been the Black Ferns. That has been New Zealand, hasn't it? What is this going to do for rugby, for sport, for women's sport, do you think? Well, listen, I've been with the IWG, uh, International yes. Women's Conference, on, on women and girls in sport today, and, and the message is very simple. Keep it on. Yeah, We've got to keep it on. If, if, you're a, if you're a bloke out there who enjoyed the six weeks, then turn up next time. Bring your family back. If you're a kid who was at the game, beg your parents to take you back to the next one. Find out how you can help. Find out if there's a, a girls' team in your school that you could help coach. Turn up to a club game. 
uh, make sure that these women know they're valued for what they do, uh, and that's at all levels of the game. And if you're in a position to assist, just assist, but don't stop talking about it, don't stop celebrating it, and just know that you know this is a starting point, it's not the finish line. Mm. This is a chance now where we can say, look at what we've done collectively, look at what these women have achieved individually and collectively, uh, look at the statement that we have made to the world about how much we value these women, now let's continue to value them. And that is going to take a really concerted effort at all levels of the game, from fans to broadcasters to writers, and especially amongst the administrators and the sponsors. If you're a corporate out there and you want to put your money where your mouth is when you're talking about equity and uh, championing women, then champion them, write them a cheque, give them the money and the resource they need to keep on developing, and let's jump on it now. Uh, you know, I would have loved to have woken up on Sunday morning cursed and sent an email about a website you could go to and sign up to be a women's rugby champion. Mm. Sign up. Get uh, all of the information you need on Super Rugby Opiki next year. Sign up to learn about all the women playing provincial rugby in the country. You know, these are the opportunities that in hindsight you think to yourself, what could have been done right now to take advantage of this collective swell of interest and enthusiasm for the game? Scotty Stevens and Spark Sport, thank you so much for your time. But more importantly, thank you. Thank you for believing long before many others did. Oh, mate, it's a pleasure and a privilege. And, you know, it's just an honour to work on a World Cup alongside some incredibly powerful women. And, um, yeah. you know, look, I, I'm just there along for the ride like like so many others. But, yeah, it has been a, a true honour for me to help cover this event over the last six weeks. And you and your team have done an absolutely brilliant job as well. Thank you so much, Scotty. Appreciate your curse. That was your Rugby World Cup preview. Every moment of every match. Catch the Rugby World Cup live and on demand on Sparksport.